Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Dark and Precious Storytime. I'm Dark. And I'm Precious. In this podcast, we flex our creative muscles and maybe your patience by narrating original stories complete with totally professional sound effects. This will be the best 15 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Today's story is called The House on Colton Street, where young Jimmy and Theo realize there are worse things in the world than bullies. Every town has at least one haunted house, and in Jimmy Sylvan's town, it was the house on Colton Street. According to rumor, there had been some murder-suicide thing a long time ago, and the house had been boarded up ever since. However, as is the norm in small towns, sensational threads had been woven into the story over the years, infusing elements of witchcraft, satanic rituals, and even werewolves. As a pragmatic kid, Jimmy dismissed these stories as nonsense, but his best friend Theo was quite the opposite. Theo was terrified of anything that hinted at the supernatural, so he refused to walk anywhere near the Colton Street house. He would even take a three-block detour to and from school just to avoid passing the creepy old place. Today, however, Theo's mind was on more pressing matters, as he and Jimmy ran down the cracked Colton Street sidewalk. In this case, the pressing matter was a kid named Marvin Dunn. Dunn was the school bully, one of those kids who regularly stopped his dad's punches with his face. So he paid it forward to the other kids. While Marvin wasn't particularly big, he was mean, and particularly enjoyed terrorizing the younger, smaller kids, including Theo. Marvin hung out with a couple of other thugs named Eric and Rudy, who were also comfortable with using violence as their preferred method of schoolyard diplomacy. Since Jimmy was bigger than any of the three bullies, they typically left him alone. However, they tormented Theo mercilessly with tear-inducing wedgies, Indian rope burns, and good old-fashioned ass-beatings. Their attitude towards beating Theo had always been one of amusement and sport, kind of like a fun hobby. That is, until today. Fed up with their abuse and nursing a swollen eye, Theo had simply walked into the principal's office and told her Marvin had cigarettes and a knife in his locker. One quick and highly visible locker search later, Marvin had been suspended, which meant an extra helping of face punches from his old man a failed history class, and mandatory attendance to summer school. As Marvin was escorted from the school, his face red with rage and humiliation, Theo chuckled softly Uh and blew a raspberry at the bigger kid. (sniffs) Marvin's eyes widened in amazement and then narrowed to slits as he continued silently out of the school. For the rest of the day, Theo had his 15 minutes of fame praised as a hero by the crowd of Marvin's victims. But Jimmy had also seen the look on Marvin's face and knew Theo's next encounter with Marvin would end with the smaller boy in the hospital, or worse. Just to be safe, the two boys decided to take a different route home from school. However, Eric had seen them, texted Marvin and Rudy, 
and now all three bullies had chased Jimmy and Theo through the neighborhood and halfway down Colton Street. As they ran, Jimmy was trying to think of a way to elude their pursuers. As they passed the haunted house, Jimmy remembered the property bordered several acres of woods that he and Theo had spent a lot of time exploring during the summer, so he grabbed Theo's arm and shoved him through the rickety old gate into the overgrown yard. Theo protested, Hey! But Jimmy simply pointed in the direction of the enraged bullies and led Theo around to the backyard. His heart fell when he saw there was no way through the thick, impassable mass of vines, thorns, and shrubbery that lined the back part of the property. Turning, he noticed the back door stood partially open, so he pushed Theo in that direction, and they sprinted up onto the porch and into the house. Jimmy pushed the door closed, its rusty hinges squealing in protest. I protest! Many of the small window panes that made up the top half of the door were long since broken, but the sliding bolt still worked, so he shoved it into place and leaned against the wall to catch his breath. Theo's eyes were wide with fear as he stared down the gloomy hallway. The house was eerily silent. Dust puffed up from Jimmy's feet as he made his way down the hall. The old floorboards cracked like gunshots. Crack, crack as he stepped into what looked like a kitchen with faded and cracked linoleum. He pulled Theo in after him just as something hit the back door. Jimmy peeked one eye around the corner to see Marvin staring in the dusty window. Marvin stepped back and turned his head, saying something to Eric, and Jimmy realized he couldn't hear anything Marvin was saying, even though they were less than ten feet away and some of the windows in the door were missing. Suddenly, there was another heavy thump from upstairs, and Theo gasped in fear. <gasps> Jimmy looked up at the ceiling, and the thump came again, thump. this time accompanied by a heavy, dragging sound. Before he had time to process this, Eric slammed his body into the back door, cracking one of the remaining window panes, and splintering the old wood of the door jamb. Jimmy could see the sliding bolt had been mostly knocked off and hung by a single screw that would pop off if Eric rammed the door again. Tugging at Theo, Jimmy went through the kitchen into what looked like an old living room. Jimmy stopped in his tracks and stared at the weird symbols and words that had been scrawled all over one of the walls. On the floor, he recognized a pentagram, or what the other kids called the devil symbol. Thanks! drawn inside a circle with some candles scattered around. Right at that time, the back door crashed open. Crash! Jimmy grabbed Theo's arm and the two dashed across the hall and up a flight of rickety stairs. Marvin yelled and pointed, and he, Eric, and Rudy thundered after them. Boom, boom, boom. There was a short hallway at the top of the stairs with two doorways on the left and one on the right. All doors were open, so Jimmy pushed Theo into the first room on the left, quickly reached out and pulled the right door closed, then st stepped down the hall to close the last door on the left. Just as he slammed the door, Slam! he saw an enormous shadow and heard a shuffling sound from inside the room. Heart pounding in fear, he raced back to Theo's room and slammed the door. Slam! 
The room was empty, save for a few more of those weird symbols on the wall. Theo stood in the middle of the room, staring at Jimmy. Did you hear it? he whispered. Yeah, but shh! Jimmy shushed him as he heard Marvin and the other two boys stomping up the stairs. Stomp! 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 Jimmy heard them throw open the door across the hall. Then the knob started to turn on their door. So he squeezed the doorknob and leaned against the door, bracing himself for an impact. Suddenly, there was another sliding thump from the other room. Thump! And the knob stopped turning. Marvin barked a triumphant laugh. Bark, bark, bark. And the three boys rushed down the hall. What followed haunted Jimmy and Theo for the rest of their lives. As the last door crashed open, crash. there was a guttural growl, Grr. followed by shrieks of terror. Ah. Jimmy jerked away from the door in surprise and joined Theo in the center of the room. They heard Marvin bellow, What the? before his voice was cut off by a wet, smacking sound. Eric started screeching incoherently, which turned into a prolonged scream of pain, amidst a horrid, smacking, crunching sound. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Footsteps pounded back down the hallway as Rudy made for the stairs, but there was another one of those heavy, sliding thumps and the door rattled in its frame as Rudy tripped and slammed into the floor outside. Slam! Theo and Jimmy could see his shadow under the door, so Jimmy knelt to get a better look through the crack. He saw the other boy pushing himself off the floor. Then a huge, hairy, taloned foot blocked his view, and Rudy started to scream. <coughs> More of those crunching, smacking sounds ensued. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Along with the sound of tearing cloth. Whip. And Rudy's screams abruptly stopped. The chewing sounds continued for a moment. Mm. And a pool of blood began to seep under the doorframe. Jimmy stood slowly and looked at Theo. The other boy's face was white with shock, and his fists were stuffed to his mouth to keep his own scream then. His eyes were riveted on the door. Eventually, whatever it was shifted and moved back down the hallway to the back room, dragging Rudy's body after it. The chewing, smacking sounds soon resumed from the other room. Jimmy lightly touched Theo's arm, pointed at the doorway and then down, adding a come-along gesture to indicate they needed to leave now. Theo nodded in understanding and stood still while Jimmy took a tentative step towards the door, more aware than ever of how loud the creaky floorboards were. Luckily, there was no noise, so Jimmy took a second, then a third step without incident. Standing at the door, he put his hand on the knob and turned it very slowly. There was a slight click, click. as the latch disengaged and he held his breath as the chewing noise stopped. He imagined some huge, monstrous thing crouched over the bloody remnants of the bullies, head cocked and listening. He looked back at Theo, whose fists had returned to their role of stifling any sound from his mouth. 
after an eternity, the chewing sounds resumed. Nom, nom, nom. With the occasional wet, smacking sound. Jimmy breathed a sigh of relief and began pulling the door open a millimeter at a time, willing the hinges not to squeak. He eventually got the door open just wide enough to squeeze through, motioning for Theo to follow and stepped into the hallway. The floor felt a little slippery, so he glanced down to see he'd stepped in a puddle of Rudy's blood. He squeezed his eyes closed and clasped his hand over his mouth to keep from throwing up. In addition to the blood, he'd seen other things that he knew should never be seen outside a human body. He heard a slight creak as Theo stepped on a loose floorboard and then listened in horror to the long, low groan of the unoiled hinge as the smaller boy unthinkingly pulled the door open further to step out. They both froze again as the crunching sounds stopped. This time, there was a rustling sound and another one of those sliding thumps. Jimmy saw the huge shadow flickering in the doorway down the hall as something within moved. Jimmy immediately shifted into survival mode and pushed Theo toward the stairs. Run! he screamed and belted down the stairs. Halfway down, they heard the creature stomp onto the hallway and roar. Snork! Jimmy panicked and jumped the last few steps to land at the bottom of the stairs. His ankle buckled in a flash of pain and he sprawled under the dusty floor of the vestibule where Theo was frantically twisting the doorknob to open the front door. In his panic, the smaller boy didn't see the deadbolt was still engaged and kept turning the knob back and forth. But the, but the door wouldn't budge. Jimmy turned to see the creature outlined at the top of the stairs. Since his mind couldn't comprehend what he was looking at, the closest thing he could come up with was a wolf that had somehow been mated with a bear and an alligator. Because of what? A wide snout dominated a lupine skull that topped a slope-shouldered, powerful body. Enormous, hairy arms ended in five-fingered hands with curved claws that were still dripping with blood. The chest and legs were a combination of hair and reptilian skin, and Jimmy thought he saw a short, thick tail swinging behind the monster. All of these details registered in his mind in a millisecond, but what stayed with Jimmy were the eyes. They were unusually large and set wide apart on either side of the snout, but they were unmistakably human. The corneas were surprisingly bright white with yellow-gold irises that glowed with malevolence and hatred. Jimmy held the creature's gaze for a moment and then reached out and batted Theo's leg. Back door! Back door! Back door! he screamed at the smaller boy, pointing down the hallway to a still-open doorway. Theo abruptly turned and sprinted down the hall as Jimmy jumped to his feet. Jimmy took a couple of steps down the hall when he saw the creature launch itself down the staircase to land where Jimmy had laid only a moment before and landed with a house-shaking boom. Boom! 
the creature's momentum carried it into the wall where it partially embedded itself in a crunch of plaster and drywall. Crunch. On his next step, Jimmy's sprained ankle gave out again and he fell across the threshold into the living room area. He twisted around and screamed in fear. Help me, Jesus! Crab walking backwards on his hands away from the creature, which now stalked slowly into the room after him. Jimmy stopped scrambling and curled into a ball, covering his head, weeping, <laughs> stealing himself for the agony of getting eaten alive. After about thirty seconds, his hitching sobs ceased, and he realized he was still alive. Hmm? He peeked out from under his arm to see the monster squatted on its haunches, staring at him. Jimmy unfurled himself and stared back at the creature, trying to avoid the terrifying eyes, but curious nonetheless. Its massive hands clenched and unclenched, but otherwise it remained still. Jimmy pulled himself to a sitting position and began scooting backwards again. After he had moved a couple of feet, Jimmy noticed the creature had tensed, leaning forward as if to pounce. Its hands were flat on the ground now, and it looked like a sprinter getting ready to launch from the starting block. Jimmy stopped moving. After a moment, the creature relaxed and leaned back on its haunches, but was more alert, and its hands were still on the ground. Jimmy shifted backwards again, and the monster leaned forward in response. The boy noticed it was staring fixedly at the floor behind him so he turned to look as well. This was the room with the strange symbols on the wall, and Jimmy also saw he was inside the pentagram on the floor. He realized that each time he moved backwards away from the creature, he was moving closer to the outer edge of the circle. Somehow, he reasoned, the circle was preventing the creature from attacking, which was great. Yay. But he knew it would catch him before he made it two feet outside the circle much less to the back door. Jimmy sighed in frustration and tried to think of a way out of this situation. After a minute, he heard steps on the back porch and realized with horror that Theo had returned. From where he sat, he could see a sliver of the back doorway and part of Theo's outline. He could hear the other boy calling, but his voice was very faint and muffled, like he was underwater. However, when Theo crossed the threshold a second later, Jimmy heard him clearly. And so did the monster. It jerked a massive snout towards the sound of Theo's voice and backed into the hallway. Theo, run! Jimmy bellowed and leaped to his feet, wincing at the pain in his ankle. He took a step toward the creature. He didn't know what he expected to achieve, but wanted to give Theo time to escape. Jimmy, are you okay? He heard Theo take another tentative step into the hallway and couldn't help but admire the smaller boy's courage. The creature turned and tensed to leap at Theo, and the boy yelped in fear as he finally saw the monster that was coiled to pounce. No! Leave him alone! Jimmy screamed at the monster, dreading the inevitable rending sounds as it tore his best friend apart. 
but the beast simply stopped and leaned back on his haunches again, turning its head to stare at Jimmy expectantly. Jimmy gaped in surprise at the monster for a moment, then yelled at Theo again. Theo! I'm in the circle, so I think I'm okay, but you need to get out. What circle? Theo asked. God, this was infuriating. The circle thing in the living room. It won't touch me if I'm in the circle, but it can still get you, so get out. Maybe get help. Jimmy kept waiting for the monster to resume its stalking, but it was still sitting there looking at him, almost like it was waiting. Jimmy had an idea. Light bulb! Um, raise your hand? He watched in astonishment as the creature slowly raised its hand, palm out, as if it were waving. Hello! Why should I... Oh, wait, you're talking to... Oh, my God, dude, it's obeying you! Theo shouted with delight. The creature seemed startled by Theo's voice again and turned to pounce. No! Leave him alone! Jimmy screamed again, and although the monster stopped, it still leaned forward aggressively. Dude, shut up! He called to Theo. I don't think I can control him that long, so you need to get out. You should, like, keep it as a pet or something, man. Theo's excitement was easily trumping his survival instinct. Jimmy took an annoyed breath and pointed at the creature. Go upstairs and don't come back for any reason. It turned and moved to the stairwell, glancing back at Jimmy one last time with those eerily human eyes. Once Jimmy heard the thumps of its footsteps in the upstairs hallway, thump, thump, thump. He lurched into the hall himself, where Theo shifted from foot to foot in excitement. Dude, that was awesome! You were totally controlling it! The combination of terror and amazement had made Theo a little giddy, and he giggled. <laughs> Jimmy thought he heard the monster's footsteps on the stairs again. Thump, thump, thump. So he simply shoved Theo in the chest as hard as he could and jumped across the threshold slamming the door hard enough to crack a couple more of the window panes. Slam! Crack! Theo was laying in the grass, so Jimmy pulled him to his feet, and together they ran, slash hobbled, around the side of the house toward the street. Jimmy kept expecting to feel claws or teeth rake into his back, but the two boys made it to the street intact. They stood on the sidewalk, bent over and gasping for air, and Jimmy looked up at the house. Of course, everything looked the same. The house stood silent in the afternoon sun, the stoic facade hiding the horror contained within. Despite the comforting sounds of birds, tweet, tweet, tweet. the feel of the refreshing summer breeze, and the smell of fresh-cut grass, mm -hmm. Jimmy still shuddered in fear <laughs> and wanted nothing more than to go home, lock every door, and hide under his bed. He nudged the other boy, and they both started off in the direction of Theo's house. Glancing back one last time, Jimmy thought he saw a large shadow at one of the upstairs windows, hand raised as if waving. Bye-bye! Wow, that was intense, huh, Precious? I think I peed a little. We hope you enjoyed listening to the story as much as we enjoyed telling it. 
We're pretty sure you have more friends than we do, so be sure to tell them about us and click to follow our podcast. If you have any story suggestions, feel free to leave them in the comments. Who knows? You might just hear your story idea come to life in the next episode of Dark and Precious Storytime. See you next time.